Vegas. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And we welcome you into another edition of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Demond Cotton and your boy Q live in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. And we're with you for the next three hours. Today is the scheduled release. Of course, there's been leaks all over the place. We've found out about a few games that the Raiders will be participating in in 2023, but we don't know the full meal deal just yet. I thought that there was going to be an opportunity for us to collaborate with the Raiders and actually do a scheduled release show and do it immediately after Unnecessary Roughness, right at 5 o'clock to have an air in here. But uh, that was not the case. That got kind of pushed back. And then I thought maybe there's a chance that myself and DeMond can hang on an extra hour and uh, just hold it down for the for the schedule release until Aviator Baseball takes over. But um, there was a few things that got in the way of that. So uh, we're not going to do that. But, of course, we'll talk about the schedule a lot coming up on today's show as we'll finally find out where these teams uh, will stack up, where they'll play you know, in 2023. And what I mean by the teams, I mean everyone that's going to be playing the Raiders this upcoming season. Of course, they've got the teams that you already know each and every year. You've got the Chiefs, the Broncos, and the Chargers. But the other teams, the other teams is what I'm talking about. The Jets, Packers, Patriots, Giants, Steelers, Vikings, Bears, Bills, Dolphins, Lions, Colts, all those games are also on the schedule for the Silver and Black. We know that the Chiefs uh, will be hosting the Raiders on Christmas. That's going to be interesting, Damon, as we find out that a 10 a.m. kickoff on Christmas morning, you can look at it multiple ways. I saw a lot of people hit me up and say, oh, great, there goes my Christmas. But I think it's kind of cool. You wake up on Christmas morning, and we'll know what kind of team the Raiders are by December 25th. We'll also know what kind of team the Chiefs are by December 25th, right? I mean, we were talking yesterday on the show about the Raiders starting off in Kansas City on the first day of the season. I thought, man, that's a great opportunity to get the Chiefs, and you don't know who they are, and they don't know who you are at that point. By December 25th, brother? We'll know who every team across the league is. And if you don't know by then, that means that you're probably not worth the salt anyway. Yeah, people talking about Christmas Day, how it might ruin their Christmas. That point of the season, you might want to skip the game. Who knows? <laughs> you might just wake up and say, you know what? I'll tell you what, <laughs> I'm going to enjoy the family today. I'm assuming that it's going to be a lot of fun to wake up on Christmas morning. And, of course, everyone goes through whatever they go through on Christmas morning. They go through their you know family traditions, and that's all uh, fine and good. And, and I think it'll be kind of cool to wake up and, and know that there's an early kickoff on Christmas, and of course it's the Chiefs, and again, you'll know. I mean, the thing about it is, like right now in May, it's exciting to think about, oh, that'll be fun, waking up and watching the Chiefs and Raiders on on Christmas morning. But again, by December 25th, you'll know how good the Chiefs are, if they're playing in a game that really matters, or how good the Raiders are. And, And you know what? They could be really good at that point. They could really be cooking with grease right now. They could be on the middle of a three- or four-game win streak for all we know. And all of a sudden, that game could mean so much more. But, of course, on paper, you're going to have your feelings one way or the other. Right now, I'm excited by it just because it's a, it's a primetime game. It's Christmas. And instead of paying attention to what the family is doing at the house, I can pay attention to the game. I'm good. All right. This might be the day on the calendar where the NFL, where they're taking over. Uh, the NFL doesn't stop for anybody. They don't. I like my basketball on Christmas Day. Oh, they started taking that over already. You I know, that. but, but it's, just, it's one of those year. things where it's, no, you take your Black Friday, take your Thanksgiving, 
But no. save Christmas Day no. for the NBA. The NBA gets nothing. It's the start of the NBA season. They get nothing. No, the NFL was like, oh, you like sports on Christmas? Okay, we'll take it. That's, no, that's exactly what they're doing. You're absolutely right about that. It's so funny because most of the time you do pay attention to the NBA games on Christmas. But this year, well, of course, we'll be paying attention to what the Silver and Black are doing in Arrowhead against Kansas City. So that's just one of the games that we know about. There's a few other games that have been leaked out already. We know that uh, the Green Bay Packers will be headed to to Allegiant Stadium. We know that the Giants are going to be headed to Allegiant Stadium. I believe the Giants come in week nine. I think the Packers come out week five. I think it was reported at one point week six. I thought that's who it was, but then it was, uh, I think, Harry, matter of fact, who just filled in for JT the Brink, uh, kind of let it be known that, no, it's week five, not week six. So there you go. There's a few games that you know that are already uh, you know entrenched in, in, in stone, and, and we'll get it verified coming up at 8 Eastern, of course, 5 Pacific time. But we got a lot to get to on today's show. Excited as we always are. Coming up at 2.30, our good friend Vinny Bonsignor, who you can hear on the morning tailgate, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on Radio Nation Radio 920. And, of course, you can read everything he writes out on the Review Journal, VegasNation.com, does a great job. So Vinny will join us to talk all things silver and black coming up at 2.30. Then 3 o'clock, Jason Horowitz, the voice of the silver and black, he'll join us at 3 just to talk about the schedule, talk about how he looks at it, how it affects him. He hit me up a couple days ago saying, are we going to have a Black Friday game? And I said, you know, I think there's a good chance. And that's when he told me, well, Thanksgiving's at your house then, <laughs> right? And, and that would have been cool. Well, fast forward a couple days later, and we know that the Raiders aren't playing on Black Friday. So we'll talk to Jason about the schedule and how he looks at it as a, as a broadcaster. And, DeMond, the other thing I want to talk to Jason is he's got one year in the books now. He's been the voice of the Raiders for a year. How does things change? How does things change in his preparation? How does he go into, you know, the the OTAs and rookie minicamp get started tomorrow? How does he go into training camp? How does how is his outlook on the silver and black different than it was last year when he had just come off of finding out he got the job? Ooh, but you know what? The, one of those texts that he sent you after that first home game, which would have been no, the Cardinals. That, it was I wanna, the Cardinals I wanna, game. I wanted to text yeah, so bad. Yeah, but the, the Cardinals, Cardinals game. game. Yep. Yeah, I think he said something along the lines, is this what every Raider game is like? Yeah, he was basically saying that, man, is this what it's like to be a part of Raider Nation and part of the Raider family? And I said, yeah, brother, (laughs) get used to this. This is exactly what it's like. It's always up in the air. You never know how it's going to shake out. And there was a few times through the course of the season, and Jason will have no problem telling you, I think that he was probably a little bit exhausted as well. Like, Raider fans are kind of accustomed to it, right? I've been accustomed to it my whole life. I get it, right? There's to the point where – you know, the wife laughs at me now at the house because I don't even really react. I just kind of sit there and watch. And if something bad happens, I'm like, okay. Right? I, I, like, I'm accustomed to it now because I know that there's a chance that it can happen. Even watching the Warrior game last night when the Lakers start going on a run, I didn't even really get mad because I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of accustomed to bad things happening. <laughs> That's exactly how Lincoln was. When you would listen to the call, yeah. you got Lincoln. was like, yeah, that cardiac kids, you know. Right. Uh, they're, they're, uh, I'm used to it. Yeah. And Jason's hanging on by the edge of his seat. Right. And Lincoln's just like, yeah, I've been here for about 20 years, brother. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. So we'll talk to Jason about, you know, one year in the books, you know, how, how everything changes going into year two. And, again, I'm excited for Jason because he's a young dude and he has an opportunity to grow with this team and grow with this, you know, this uh, chapter of the team that is here in Las Vegas and Allegiant Stadium. And I, I just think that he has a lot going for him. Plus, he's a hell of a dude. I mean, he's a great guy, so I'm excited uh, for him as well. So we'll talk to him about the schedule, we'll talk to him about year two as the voice of the silver and black that comes up at 3 o'clock. 3.30, Paloma Villacana joins us from Fox 5 Sports. She usually joins us on Wednesdays, but uh, she was out with Mama yesterday, so she was spending some time with Moms. Uh, that was actually uh, Mexican Mother's Day yesterday, and, of course, um, we, we'll celebrate Mother's Day on Sunday, and so we got to make sure in the memory of Willie Brown. It's so, it's so funny, DeMond. So many people hit me up and was like, 
Nobody shouted out like Willie Brown does, you know, in round two of the NFL draft. Every single year when he announced whoever the pick was in round two, he'd always say, you know, don't, fellas, don't forget your mom. You know, it's, it's Mother's Day coming up on Sunday. And he's, they said, well, nobody said that. And I was like, because Mother's Day wasn't on Sunday. The draft was early, right? True. The draft was earlier than it normally is. Normally, what, today is Thursday. Today would be round one. So tomorrow would be the day that Willie Brown would be saying, now don't forget Mother's Day is coming up on Sunday. And we would all remember. But now it was early, earlier than normal, so that didn't happen. But uh, we definitely have to shout out moms for Sunday for sure. But, yeah, so Paloma will join us. She'll talk to us about all things LV Aces. She'll talk to us about some Raiders stuff going on. She'll talk to us about everything going on around town. You know Paloma. She's uh, always holding it down. She's all over town. So she'll do that coming up at 3.30. Also on the show today, uh, Mark Stein. MarkStein.substack.com, the Stein line. Uh, he's on the show, uh, the Uncut, co-hosted with uh, TNT's Chris Haynes. Uh, he'll talk to us about all things NBA coming up at 4 o'clock. And, well, I'll tell you, I, I mentioned the Warrior game earlier, DeMond. They, they held on. They held on to a victory. They forced the game six. Vegas Pete somewhere, he's, he's sharpening up the, 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 the little dot so he can send it at me when they're finally done. You know, when it says, like, uh, finish them. <laughs> like, Vegas Pete's at the house waiting. He's got that sharpened up. Finish them. So the Lakers have to go back to L.A. for a game six. Many people, when the series started, said, hey, Lakers in six. Lakers in six. Some people thought Warriors in six. Some pe- I, I'm thinking the games, the series is going to go to seven. I'm holding on to that, even though I know it's unlikely. But I'm holding on to that, that hope that they go to game seven. If they do, all bets are off. I feel like the Warriors could win it in seven. But that's, a, you know, that's obviously my best hope. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, obviously, the Lakers didn't look fantastic last night. They had moments where they looked good, but you could tell the difference, man, when the role players are playing on the road as opposed to when they're playing at home. Yeah, and Anthony Davis, I mean, getting hurt. But Q, the, the secret here really is, have you seen that Corgi video? I saw the dog. That, yeah. I mean, that dog hasn't been he, wrong yet. And he, and he picked, what, Warriors in seven, right? Yes, he did. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny when you see a video like that where he literally has picked every game correctly. So there's that. But – I'm not gonna hang my hopes on what a, a corgi. No disrespect to Cassie Soto, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hang my hopes on what the Warriors are gonna do based off what the corgi dog says is gonna happen. But uh, yeah, that series is going on. That's gonna go to a game six. Of course, we have Philadelphia and Boston going on tonight. Uh, the Suns are playing Denver. You know, I mean, so there's a lot of things to talk about when it comes to NBA playoffs. So we have Mark Stein, one of the best in the business. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, He's going to join the show coming up at 4 o'clock to talk all things NBA playoffs. So there you go. we got a lot to get to on the show. Vinny Bonsignor, Jason Horowitz, Paloma Villacana, and Mark Stein are the guests we have. And, of course, we'll hear from you as well. 702-365-9200 in the don'tbebroke.com text line. 69187, keyword R&R. With all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Law. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. First of all, got a text already on the don'tbebroke.com text sign at 69187, keyword r from our guy Sir Whiskey Race at Q&D. Hey guys, I'm extremely pumped for our schedule to officially come out. Here's to a nice pour of whiskey to you guys and everyone out in the radio waves, 920 AM, Raider Nation Radio. Cheers. Sir Whiskey Ray. So he's already pouring it up, DeMond. He's already excited. And you know, it's funny, and I kind of hate this. I love it and hate it. I love the fact that the NFL is so good at creating this monster that we are all locked in on the schedule. And I mean, I woke up this morning, there was already a couple of direct messages I had from people. Hey, Q, this game's happening here. This game's happening there. Uh, the, the Raiders had already tweeted out about the, the Christmas game. And I wake up early. 
Like, let's make no mistake about it. I don't wake up at noon, right? <laughs> I mean, I get up at 5.30, and there was already a bunch of messages sent my way uh, about the schedule. I just hate the fact that they, you know, they do the slow drip process. And I also hate the fact that we sign off at 5, and then that's when the special is going to happen, is at, you know, 5 o'clock Pacific time. And we won't really get to talk about the full meal deal schedule until tomorrow. And that's why I was trying to trying to kind of navigate an extra hour for us, but uh, the powers that be said that we don't need that extra hour. So that's okay. We'll make it happen. With the NFL, it's amazing how they're able to market their schedule they're to so say, good. hey, guys, don't you want to know when the schedule's going to come out? Where I mean, I don't know if you listen to this part of the morning tailgate today, but Vinny was pushing back at Andrew Brand about saying, oh, it's not important. But it was it, it is that it's important when mm-hmm. you can find out about your trips and stuff. But in the grand scheme of things, this doesn't need to be a prime time release. Right. And on the East Coast, that's eight o'clock. You're waiting until eight o'clock. That playoff basketball is going on and the NFL's like, no, nah, we can compete with that. No, with they just can. a drop of our schedule. And they can. No, they can. That's what the crazy thing is that they can do it. Right. I mean, they've had us on the edge of our seat since they said, All right, we're gonna drop the international games. And then we're gonna put out the Black Friday game. And I mean, I spent three days talking about the Black Friday game alone. One game I've spent three days. Me. I spent three days on one game, let alone the whole schedule. So they know what they're doing. They're an absolute monster. I know a lot of fans are excited because a lot of fans are going to make plans, whether it's to come to Vegas or go to an away game or whatever the case may be. That's that's what fans do. Hell, I do it all the time to look at the bye week, right? For For the first, like, four or five years when me and the wife got married, like, the Raiders always had a bye week on the week of our anniversary for some reason. I don't know what it was. I don't know how the wife looked into her crystal ball and figured it out. But, like, the first few years, it was always a bye week that week of, of our anniversary. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what you did. And I, I said, I guess if, if you decided you were going to gonna uh, buy into this, that this is, the, you know, this is what you were going to put up with. So uh, it hasn't worked out that way every year. But it did for the first four or five years. She was really – I don't know how – like I said – I don't know how she pulled it off, and it's funny because my boss, when I was at ESPN Central Texas, said, why in the hell would you get married in, in, in football season? Like, nobody does that. And I was like, look, man, you see her, right? <laughs> if, 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 I say, if I say, look, I can't do it during football season, then I ain't going to have to worry about no date. <laughs> A date's going to have to worry about me, right? <laughs> so I was like, look, man, she threw the date out there for me. I just, I just had to show up. I just hey, had to be there. There you go. That's all. That, look, I'm telling you, Demond, I know you ain't at that stage of the game yet. I know Kayla and you haven't got there yet, but uh, I'm telling you, man, when it comes to that time, it's like you just they, you just let them tell you what to do, and you're good. Yeah, I don't think it's ever coming, but uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's what we always do is kind of look at the at the bye week and see what's happening and what's gonna you know and just kind of how we could plan around uh, that schedule with our own schedule. But I did want to throw the question out there, like I always do: six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. So don't be broke. dot com text line and the phone lines. You can hit us up anytime we don't have a guest and we don't have one till two thirty. When Vinny Bossignor will join the show seven zero two three six five nine two hundred. What is the game? that you look forward to the most that is not an AFC West opponent. So, again, the home games for the Raiders, the Jets, the Packers, the Patriots, the Giants, the Steelers, and the Vikings. Those are not the usuals. Those are the home games that the Raiders will have that aren't AFC West opponents. The away games, the Bears, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Lions, and the Colts. So I throw the question out there. What game is it that you're looking forward to the most? And maybe it's a couple of the games that you're looking forward to. Maybe it's a team. Maybe, you know, somebody, a family member of yours is a fan of one of those teams and, and you're excited about playing that team or the Raiders playing that team. So I want to hear, what is the game that you're looking forward to that's not an AFC West opponent and why? 702-365-9200. Of course, the WBroke.com text line 69187, keyword R&R. So, Demond, I ask you, 
I'll start with you. Home game or away game? Which one is it that you're most excited about that's not an AFC West game? It's a home game. Okay, so let's see. Jets, Packers, Patriots. We saw the Patriots last year. Giants, I don't think Danny Dimes does it for you. The Steelers saw them last year on Christmas Eve. So I feel like it's either the Packers or the Jets. It's got to be the Jets. It's the Jets. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, and baby. wait a minute. Side note, why the hell did the Packers get six like primetime games? At least that's what I'm seeing so far like on Twitter. How did they get six primetime games with no Aaron Rodgers? It's like what Nick Shook said. Maybe the league believes in them. Yeah. Or maybe get them out of the way early. Maybe they got something built in with the league. I don't They're know. They're a novelty team. I guess. A legacy I, team. Six primetime games is what I'm looking at. And, again, it's not verified, but that's what I'm looking at. I don't, I don't understand how that team gets six, but we'll see. We'll see how exactly it shakes out. So there you go. So the Jets are the team that you're looking forward to, which is a Raider home game that will be played at Allegiant Stadium. I'm assuming that you're excited to see Aaron Rodgers in Allegiant, but – I really want to know, like, what else? What what else besides Aaron Rodgers appeals to you about the Jets coming to town? Well, I do think that they're going to be a good team. They're obviously a playoff contender. Mm-hmm. Well, first, it'll be depending on when it is in the season. That's going to be a that's going to be a measuring stick test to me because I do think that that's a good team. Aside from the Aaron Rodgers of it all, that's obviously going to be want to see one of the greatest of all time. But that defense, how do they match up against them? Where I mean, Sauce Gardner, you you might be excited to see him in person. Yeah, the no, salt, I, the salt's going. I like, want to see. I want to see the matchup, Devontae yeah. against. Oh him. my God, that's what I want. There we see. go. Now that's we're talking. Yeah, that's a good one. But that, I do. But I do think it'll be a measuring stick game. I do think that this is going to be one of the better teams in the AFC this year. Yeah, no, I can see that. I can see that. So that's a good one right there. So Demon pick the Jets as the game that's not an AFC West opponent. He's excited to see. That's a Raider home game. I'm looking at these teams, and one, I'll tell. I'll give you two. The Lions. Because I'm still not sold. I know that the NFL thinks that the Lions are the darlings and they're playing what the Chiefs on the first game of the season, whatever, right? Like I, I still, don't know how that happened. I'm still not believing the hype on the Lions. I I got to give them credit for what they did last year, but is Jared Goff going to really come back and have a really great season? You know, really good season, I should say, not great, but a really good season again. I don't I don't buy the hype on that one. So I'm I'm interested in the Lions. I want to see how that looks. The Colts, I'd be interested in if Anthony Richardson is playing. But I don't know if he's going to be playing. I'm assuming he's playing, but that's a big assumption because we don't know when that game is going to get played. But the one I'm really looking forward to, and I know this is probably not really cool of me, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to the Steelers coming to Allegiant Stadium. And one, because I've gone to Pittsburgh, I feel like, the last couple of years. I didn't go, I didn't go obviously, Christmas Eve game, but I feel like the Raiders have gone to Pittsburgh the last few years. I went you know what, a couple years ago uh, when the Raiders won that game at, at, at not Allegiant Stadium, but there in Pittsburgh, I went there for that one. Uh, and then Chris Carter talked so much noise, host of the Locked On Steelers show. He talked so much noise about the Steelers, and he's always that guy who's like, Steeler Nation, Steeler Nation. I was like, there's no thing, such thing. And he always like, ah, Steeler Nation. So kind of just being a jerk about it, I just want to see the Steelers come here, and I want to see the Raiders handle their business. Like I know it didn't happen in in Pittsburgh last year on Christmas Eve when the weather was really bad, but now you got a controlled environment. You know what I mean? The weather's going to be fine. You already know that. It doesn't matter what time of year it is. You know the weather's going to be fine. I just want to see the Raiders handle the Steelers and give them the business just so I can go back to Chris and, and talk trash. So I guess uh, a little personal, but whatever. It is I hope he is. comes out for the game at that point. Then I do, too. You can just see him in the press box. No, I hope so, too, because he's going to be like, Hugh, can I stay at your house? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> Cold. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> and I like Chris. Like, I like him. 
but I like them from a distance, right? That's just that's just who I am. So there's that. So that's the game that I'm looking forward to. The Steelers uh, playing at Allegiant Stadium, and then I'm you know kind of torn between the Lions and the Colts. Uh, if Anthony Richardson is playing for the Colts, I want to see just what it looks like. And then the Lions, I'm not believing the hype on. I'm just not. You know, they they got to do it again before I believe that okay, this is a real threat in the NFL and in the NFC. So those are the games I'm looking at uh, out of the teams that don't normally play the Raiders, the AFC, the, the non-AFC West opponents. But what says you? 702-365-9200. Who we got up first, Devon? Gangster Raider. Gangster Gangster, welcome to the show. What's up, Q? You Chill. know what I'm saying? Um, the game I'm looking for is the same as Devon. I'm looking forward to the, the Jets game okay. and also the Green Bay game at home because, you know, it's Devontae going against his old team. You know what I'm saying? And he get to show out here in Vegas, show his old team what he left and what he got here in Vegas. You know what I'm saying? It would be cool if um, Rodgers was still there, but we get to play him mm-hmm. with the Jets too. But then the two games I'm looking forward to at home mm-hmm. is the Jets and Green Bay. You know what I mean? But I I believe that the first game we're going to have to start off against is the Chargers. I believe they always start us off against the Chargers for some reason. But hopefully I, I want our a season to end with um against Denver, you know what I'm saying? So we can push the playoff game at home. I mean, push the push the playoffs at home with a win against Denver in the season. That's what I'm hoping, you know what I'm saying? But them the on and, and the um road game I'm looking forward to is Miami. I got to get to that Miami game. I know you didn't ask that, but I'm not going to call back in. You know what I'm saying? I might not be able to call back in when you do. So that's the road game I'm looking forward to, but you know what I'm saying? Hopefully the um the Jets game is on a Monday night too. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that'll be bomb. Um, Raiders and Jets in Vegas on Monday night. That's what I'm looking forward to. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to take up too much of your time, y'all. Keep a gangster, y'all. I'm gone. Appreciate Raiders the call. There you go. Appreciate the call, my man. Good stuff right there. And uh, I, I guess I'm, I stand corrected. I, I didn't realize, and I guess being in the media room at the draft, I didn't realize that uh, Raymond Chester actually did shout out Mother's Day. So uh, anyone who asked me about Mother's Day, I guess they didn't hear it either, but I didn't hear it in the media room uh, at the draft. So there you go. I said, uh, I guess Raymond Chester did do that. So um, we've had multiple people text in, a couple tweeted in. Uh, so thank you for that. I appreciate the clarification. I know just when Wendy hit us up, uh, let's see, who tweeted at me? Hold on. I want to make sure I give them uh, props on that. Uh, Brian tweeted, he said, Raymond Chester did honor Willie this year, carrying the tradition, second pick. Okay, got you. Like I said, I was in the media room. I didn't hear it at all. So there you go. And then, like I said, I had a couple people hit me up. But, uh, you know, it was different with, with Mother's Day being not the, the Sunday following the draft. I mean, it just it didn't happen like that this year. Uh, the draft was a little bit earlier. So thank you to everyone who's uh, tweeted in and texted in and let me know about that. 702-365-9200. Who we got up next, Devon? Raider Rowe in Arizona. Oh, welcome to the show, Raider Rowe. What's on your mind? Hey, thanks for having me, man. Hey, I'll just call because I'm looking forward to that Giants game. I got buddies back east, guys in the Marine Corps with, and we always bragging about our team. And I can't wait to this game so we can bet a bottle on this bad boy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Good stuff, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate you. And there's nothing wrong with having a little bit of a rivalry going on, you know, a little little bet on the side or whatever when it comes to the game. And, you know, that's the fun part, I think, about these uh, schedule releases. You kind of look at them and say, oh, man, that's going to be a fun one. And you immediately think of your buddy who you're going to be talking trash to. Right. I remember a couple years ago when the Raiders opened up with Baltimore uh, here at Allegiant Stadium. All I could think of was my boy, Corey, because my man, Corey, I don't know why, but Corey is from Oakland, California, and he is a Baltimore Ravens fan, which never even existed when he was coming up. I mean, think about this. They were the Cleveland Browns. So I don't even know how he became a Baltimore Ravens fan. And I respect like 99 percent of them, but I don't I don't respect that part because I don't understand. I never will understand how all of a sudden he became a Baltimore Ravens fan. And my man is from the heart of Oakland. 
Like if you if you opened up the streets in Oakland and pulled out the heart, Corey would come out of there. Is he a sneaky guy? Is he like? There ain't nothing sneaky about that. Is dude. he like? <laughs> he looked like he looked like Phase on Love. He looked like Big Worm from Friday. <laughs> he ain't sneaking around nothing. He's like, yo, man, I like the way they move. I mean, just I don't know what I don't have any idea how he came up with that, but he's somehow he's a Raven fan. So when the Ravens popped up on the schedule and it was the first game of the season at Allegiant Stadium, the first time with fans, I was. Man, I was in in hog heaven. He's sending me messages. Oh, man, Raiders are going to get whooped, this and that. He's talking all kind of noise, right? I was like, all right, all right. And I kept it low-key. I was just chill, like, hey, man, it should be a fun game. excited about it. It should be cool. Interested to see what Lamar looks like. And he's just, yeah, 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 but yeah, but yeah, but just talking all this noise, right? And then we all know how the game shook out. Uh-huh. So I just sent him a text, man. It's real simple. Dub. And that was it. That's all I sent. That's all I had to say. Right? You know what they say in that movie? It's like, is that all you got? That's all I need. That's all I need. <laughs> also, real quick about that Giants game that Raider Rose said, the Darren Waller revenge game. Ah, I mean, yeah. just the storylines built in there. Yeah. Where it'll probably, only for him will it be the revenge game. Right. But I want to see if he's going to try to come out and put up a good, you know, maybe six receptions, two touchdown type game. You know what? I'm interested in that game. Really, I want to see who Daniel Jones is. You know who Daniel Jones was in his, in his contract year? Who is he now that he's got a contract? Is he going to be that guy? And I want to see what Darren Waller looks like. Is he going to be healthy? What could he potentially look like when he's healthy? Because he wasn't healthy last year. And that's unfortunate for him because I think he could have been a real dynamic piece in this Raiders offense. Him and Renfro obviously were missing a lot in 2022, and so that was a big big shot in the, in, in the, you know, in the backside to the Raiders' offense. It just wasn't there. So I, I, I want to see what Waller looks like. I, I will always root for him. I think he's a hell of a dude. He's got a hell of a story. I'll always root for him. I always want the best for him. So, you know, I'm interested to see what that looks like. But Daniel Jones is really the – he's kind of the mystery to me because I don't think he's that good. And I, I, I know – Who I'm, does? Well, no. I, Giant fans do. They, no, they believe in him. I did ESPN national shows. I was on with Freddie Coleman, who I respect the hell out of. You know I respect him. And he's like, oh, no, Q, Daniel Jones is the guy. And I was like, from what? Based off what? You've seen him one year in a contract year. That's it. He's like, yeah, but this is the first year on the day ball. He's going to get better the next year. And I said, okay, well, maybe, maybe you're right. I could be wrong. He's been doing it a long time. Maybe he's, you know, seeing something I'm not seeing. I just think that New York fans, you know, Giants and Jets fans, I think they're a little clouded. Like, as soon as they see a little bit of, oh, that looks good, then it's going to be great. Right? I mean, I, I just— Look what they do when the Knicks win one playoff game. Right. <laughs> I just don't think that Danny Dimes is that good. But we'll see. Right? I mean, look, <laughs> I can say that he's not that good, and— they might play the Raiders, and he might torch them. And I have to come back and be like, all right, I was wrong. My bad. Danny Dines really is that guy. But I just – I don't know, man. I don't see it. So that that's intriguing storyline in that game. How good is Daniel Jones? We saw him a couple years ago against the Raiders. And I know the Giants won that game, but he didn't play well. So I just want to see what it looks like uh, this upcoming season. So that will be an interesting one as well. 226 is the time. Keep those texts coming in. What game? Not an AFC West opponent, but outside of the AFC West. The Jets, the Packers, Patriots, Giants, Steelers, Vikings. Those are the Raider home games, away games. Bears, Bills, Dolphins, Lions, Colts. Which one is most intriguing to you and why? 69187, keyword r and Vinny he joins us next. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. 
Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. And it's time to go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Sponsored by Dos Caras Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. And Vinny Bonsignor joins us now on the phone lines. You can, of course, hear him with the morning tailgate, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with Lindsey Brown and Clay Baker. And also, you can check out all his work on the Review Journal, VegasNation.com. He does a fantastic job. Follow him on Twitter, at Vinny Bonsignor. And Vinny, uh, before we get into the Raiders, I've seen different reports about a potential of the silver and black uh, going to Denver in week one and opening up the season. Uh, if the Raiders do that, what do, you, what do you think of their chances starting off week one against the Broncos in the mile high? Yeah, uh, and that sounds about right. Um, so, uh, um, you know, obviously it's going to be, you know, Sean Payton, and what is he able to uh, get out of Russell Wilson? Is he going to get, be able to get him turned around? Uh, but, you know, if you're, if you're a Raider fan, I guess, to get off, to try to get off on the right foot, uh, the Denver Broncos are probably the best team to play uh, in that situation, whether it's at home or, or on the road. Another team that's kind of in transition, another team that I think, Talent-wise, uh, I believe the Raiders have the best have the better talent in that game. So, uh, if that's the way the Raiders have to start the season, I think it's a it's a it's 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 a, a game that can help them get off on the right foot. Now we know that they play the Broncos twice. We know they play the Chargers twice and the Chiefs twice. We found out they're playing the Chiefs on Christmas. So there you go, Vinny Bonsignor in Kansas City for uh, for for <laughs> for Christmas. That's a whole nother conversation. But just out of yeah. the games that aren't. AFC West games. Is there one that intrigues you the most, either just because you're excited to see that team play or you're excited to go to that stadium? Yeah, um, I think I think the Buffalo Bills game, um, and I'm hearing that's going to be earlier in the season, not later in the season. So that's a uh, uh, you know good for the Raiders that they don't have to, to to go out to Buffalo late in the season where it can you know the weather could turn frigid. So um, you know get a chance to see the Bills. Uh, in that stadium, maybe for the last time uh, before they open up their new stadium, uh, and I know you know it's an old AFL rivalry, the Raiders against the uh, against Buffalo Bills, two uh, teams that started that league, so uh, they go back a long way uh, and have played a lot of important games over the years. So that one intrigues me. Um, you know, the Lions. It looks like that's going to be a Monday Night Football. Um, you know, middle of the season. I, I feel like the Lions are a team that's an upstart team. Um, you know, they, they score a lot of points. Uh, they, they have some pressure on them now because there's some expectations uh, with the Lions. So how are they going to handle their business? Um, you know, so that's a game that I would uh, that I'm interested in seeing going in, down to Miami. Uh, what what time of year are they playing in Miami? Is it going to be when it's hot and humid uh, or later on in the year when it's a little bit cooler uh, for everybody? Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are the, so those are some of the games that I'm that I'm really intrigued about. Again, Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. And so how about that Christmas game? I mean, we thought at one point, we were talking about even in the hallways here, that maybe the Raiders were going to be in Kansas City to start off the season. Detroit's going to be playing against Kansas City to start the season off, which is a whole other conversation that we can have. But what do you think about the Raiders playing in Kansas City on Christmas? Yeah, um, you know, it's a great treat for the fans, obviously. Roll out of bed, open up your Christmas presents. Uh, and then put on television and, and, and watch what hopefully it would be a great football game. You know, what's interesting to me is who do they play after that? Uh, you know, because there's some trips that they have to make. And, and, you know, I'm wondering how the NFL is going to play that one. If the Raiders have to make another long trip uh, after that game, uh, or do they get to play at home uh, afterwards because it is to close out the season. So keep an eye on that, uh, on who the Raiders might be facing afterward. But it, it doesn't really get any better than Christmas Day, Raiders against the Chiefs. Everyone's going to be home to be able to watch that. It's on a, a Monday, I believe, Christmas mm-hmm. on a Monday this year. Uh, so so uh, a great platform. Um, for, and by that point, 
you know, and, and hopefully Jimmy G is able to, uh, to stay healthy for the Raiders. But at, but at that point, I think the Raiders are going to know uh, who they are and, um, you know, whatever transition to Jimmy G as the quarterback uh, should be complete by then. They're going to know what their identity is. Uh, are they playing for something important, you know, that time of year? You hope for that for the Raider uh, Nation. Uh, and if that's the case, that could shape up to be a really important and a very good game. It really could be. And everyone's going to be at home watching that game except for you. <laughs> you right, will be exactly. in Kansas City, so I'm sure that that conversation with the family is going to be a fun oh, yeah. one that you'll have a little bit later. Again, Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Go ahead, Devon. Vinny, I've got to ask you, as a writer, when you see the teams that the Raiders are playing, which team do you think you can get the most out of storyline wise or maybe shaping the narrative about hey there is so much to talk about when the Raiders play this team well you know for sure Aaron Rodgers going to the New York uh and and you know that's going to be I'm, I'm sure that's going to be a, a a a big platform type of a game it's Aaron Rodgers you know we all heard the rumors um that that Aaron Rodgers uh, might want to play with the Raiders we heard Devontae Adams talking about how he would love to play with uh, Aaron Rodgers again, uh, the two old friends. Uh, it is Devontae against uh, Aaron, his, his, his old buddy from Green Bay. So that's going to have a, uh, a, t- a ton of storylines, you know, w- without question. Like the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love. Who's Jordan Love? You know, what mm-hmm. are we going to get from Jordan Love as the quarterback? He's bided his time and, and you know, uh, waited for his, his turn, and now he gets it. And, and so when the Green Bay Packers come rolling into town, uh, what is that uh, you know operation going to look like? So there's a there are a lot of storylines, uh, you know, with this with this schedule. When you look at it, I mean, the, the teams that are coming to uh, Allegiant Stadium, whether you're talking about the Giants, the Jets, the Minnesota Vikings, the Packers, uh, there's a lot of you know teams that have that historically and annually have great storylines and are usually pretty competitive. So uh, no shortage of great games and great teams coming to Allegiant Stadium. The Pittsburgh Steelers are crying out loud. Where are they going to put that game? Uh, I have a sneaky suspicion that that could be a, uh, a big profile game, only because the Steelers, Raiders, I mean, uh, that, that's old school as well. You would think that the networks would like to get their hands on that game. So is that going to be a primetime, big-time game? When it comes to the bye week, we saw it last year where if the Raiders, if they would have won that game right before the bye, they would have been in better position. And then you think after that, uh, maybe the season isn't going to go the way they want it to. What do you think would be the ideal time for a bye this year? Um, I think middle of the season, uh, but, I, but I do have some concerns that it might be a little bit later in the season. Uh, you know, there's, there's, um, I think there's some events, you know, that are scheduled for Allegiant Stadium in September. So they're going to have to work around that schedule. The NFL, um, you know, uh, 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 schedule makers are going to have to work around that schedule. Um, what's going on in Allegiant Stadium? So does that, does that mean that their bye week is going to be a little bit later uh, on in the season? Um, so to me, the ideal time is always middle of the season. Maybe even just slightly out of the middle of the season. You don't want it too early, but you certainly don't want it too late. Where Maybe it doesn't have you know much of an impact for you, but I guess if it is late, you know if you have to, to some some wounds to uh, to sew up and to, and to look a little bit and to uh, you know get get right for the final kick of the season, you know maybe that wouldn't be the worst thing. Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. Unnecessary roughness. The last few seasons, the Raiders have had a lot of AFC games, not just AFC West, but AFC games early in the season. How important is that, or or how much of an advantage is that for the Raiders if they do in fact have a bunch of AFC games early in the season as well? Yeah, and with the way the playoff format is is uh, is structured and one extra team, and you're really talk, talking about a whole other division when you talk about that wild card division. So 
um, you know, playing a bunch of AFC teams and, and trying to, if you, if you could get right early uh, and get a handle on that and, and maybe try to, you know, uh, take care of business against some of these AFC teams, who you might be, you know, in a, in a head-to-head kind of a battle down the stretch. And if you've already taken, you know, tiebreakers, all that type of stuff, when we're talking about those last few playoff spots, if you're able to take care of business, especially early in the season against some of these teams that you might be neck and neck with uh, down the road for that playoff berth, it's good to get business taken care of. So there is an opportunity when you're talking about some of the teams that the Raiders are playing, including the Jets. You know, we don't know how that division is going to work out, but you've got to feel like the Jets are going to be the thick of things in, in the playoffs. And, and can, can the Raiders knock off the Jets in order to have the advantage if it comes down to that? later in the season. Even the Indianapolis Colts, I know they were bad last year, but you never know how they're going to get things turned around. Um, you know, uh, and, and the Raiders do play the Colts this year. So there's an opportunity for, for, for the Raiders to take care of business in that quote-unquote wild-card division. And Vinny, it's funny. We know that you're the ultimate NFL insider and you're the ultimate Raiders insider. We just got a text on our don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187 keyword r says, sound like he's seen a schedule. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing the guessing game right now. <laughs> they said, sounds like Vinny's seen a schedule. <laughs> There's a lot out there, guys. There's a lot out there. <laughs> yeah, Vinny, you know a lot when it comes to being inside the NFL. So I've got to ask you, when it comes to talking to players, do players, when it comes to maybe not so much the schedule release, but when they are playing certain opponents, do, do players say, man, I want that Buffalo game to be earlier in the season. I want that Miami game to be later in the season when it comes to where they're going on the road. Yeah, and uh, they may not say this uh, when the cameras are rolling, uh, but, but when the cameras aren't rolling, yeah, you don't want to go to Buffalo. I'm sorry. I don't care anybody. You talk to anybody. Nobody wants to go to Buffalo in late December uh, or, or, or January. Um, so you want to get that game early. If you're playing the Miami Dolphins, you want to play that a little bit later on in the season because it is hot and humid in Miami. Any of those teams down south, uh, Jacksonville, Miami, uh, you know, even Carolina, it's hot that time of year nashville last year was it was pretty hot last year uh when we were in nashville so you want to get the weather games whether it's too hot or too cold um you know uh, at a better time of the year so um that definitely the players look at that they want to know where their bye week is they want to know are there back-to-back east coast trips that you got to deal with if you're one of the west coast teams so they definitely keep an eye on that and of course they're going to circle you know, whether they're going to go someplace where, um, you know, they're, they're, they're playing close to home, whether it's their home state, where they played college football, where their family and friends are, that always plays into it as well uh, because that's when you start having to buy tickets for people. And that gets pretty costly if you're a, if you're a player because when you start – I remember talking to Foster Moreau when they went to New Orleans last year. He's like, yeah, that is a – has turned out to be a really expensive uh, trip for me because I, I think he ended up renting out a suite for all his family and friends. So that could get pretty costly. And then when it comes to travel with the teams, you mentioned the West Coast teams when they go on the East Coast. Is it just better to stay? I recently saw a tweet from Adam Schefter where he tweeted out all the travel miles that each team will have to take for this upcoming season. Is that something that teams figure into an account? Obviously, they can't do anything about it, but how much traveling are we going to have to do this season? Yeah, it's probably the biggest thing. And, you know, you've got doctors and scientists and experts that that look at all that type of stuff. And that's what the training staff uh, is for, and they're going to make their recommendations. So if there are a couple of times this year where, you know, the Raiders have to make back-to-back, uh, you know, long trips, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they did what they did last year, you know, uh, set up a camp someplace, um, you know, back east so that they don't have to go, come back, 
then go and then come back again. That's really taxing. So uh, we're definitely going to keep an eye on that, you know, when, when the schedule finally comes out to see if there is a situation where the Raiders are going to have to set up camp someplace back east like they did last year. Again, we're talking with Vinny Bonsignor here on NSA Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Just got a couple more questions for you and really want to get away from the schedule real quick. The Raiders have a rookie minicamp coming up starting tomorrow through the 14th. Uh, I know that we're not going to be there to be on hand to see exactly what goes down, but what are your expectations of what happens with the rookies in that camp? Like how much, how much work are they putting in? They're putting in a lot of work, um, you know, and, and, and you know, this is a, a chance for not only the rookie draft picks, but the undrafted free agents, the, 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 the guys that have gotten uh, invited to, to try out. You know, A.J. Cole was in that situation a few years ago, and guess what? He made the team, and now he's a Pro Bowl player. So there is an opportunity for everybody that's in the building over this weekend uh, to put their best foot forward uh, and try to uh, impress people. I'll never forget Alec Ingold telling me that. The minute he stepped foot, this is in Alameda, obviously, uh, in 2019, the minute he stepped foot in the facility, he realized that everybody's watching what you do, how you communicate with your coaches, your teammates, uh, how you're conducting yourself you know, during film uh, uh, breakdown, in the classroom, when you get out on the field, in the weight room, are you, are you being a good teammate in the lunchroom, in the dining room? Uh, you know, are you conversing with your teammates? Are you a loner? He realized, man, everyone's watching me right now, and I have to put my best foot forward. And if there was any advice to give to any of these young kids is, is definitely put your best foot forward and understand that you're being watched. This is the professional level now. Uh, there's, there's somebody that's going to write a big check for you to play here potentially, uh, and they're going to keep an eye on you to make sure that you're going to be worthy of that. And that's just the, the long and short of it. So um, for those rookies, there's a great opportunity one way or another, too. You don't want to make, uh, give a bad impression because at this level, nobody's wasting any time on somebody that they feel isn't going to be um, you know, a, a viable and positive influence in that locker room. Real quick, Vinny, just could be a quick yes or no, but wasn't that some of the rap about Lynn Bowden Jr. when he was with the Raiders? Yeah, it was, um, and we just saw that he recently got released yeah. uh, by the New England Patriots. I think that's the third team now, maybe even the fourth. Mm-hmm. But for sure, three teams, um, you know, have moved on from him, and it's 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 just, you know, it's part of it. You know, this is a big investment that 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 teams are are making uh, in in players, and they want to make sure that they fit in all ways in that locker room. How you're, you know, uh, interacting with players, how players respond to you. Um, it's a big deal because think about it, guys, and, and Q, you know this. Uh, these guys spend a lot of time together, right, yep. from practice to meetings, traveling, all that. Um, you know, it, it, it doesn't take but a few bad apples to ruin the whole darn thing, and, uh, and, and that could be a real problem in the locker room and everywhere else. So you want to weed that out, and if you are a bad apple, that's going to pretty much be figured out quickly. And, uh, and at this level, again, Unless you're a superstar player who's making up for it by just doing superstar-type things, nobody's going to put up with that uh, if you're not pulling your weight in that regard. Vinny, we'll close out with this. We'll end on a high note. How about uh, the story of what's going on with Foster Morrow now in New Orleans, signs a three-year deal? Uh, Obviously, you were very close with him in the locker room. I had plenty of conversations with him in the locker room. Really great guy, and seeing that he's going to be able to continue his football career, and it looks like he's going to be able to play this year after signing a three-year deal with New Orleans. Yeah, super happy for, for Foster. Uh, it feels like, you know, that's headed in the right direction. And first and foremost, that's all we care about right now is, yep. is him getting healthy. Uh, but, but, you know, and, and good on the Saints, you know, for, for, for um, you know, honoring uh, what they were. It, it sounded like, you know, they were pretty close to, to finalizing a, a deal when he went out there for that physical. 
Um, and thank God that all worked out the way it did in terms of detecting that uh, as early as they did to get that thing taken care of. Uh, he's home, um, so he's got his family there uh, as a support system. So uh, in, a, in, a, in a situation that, you know, um, you know, we don't want anybody to have to go through, uh, but, but given that he is having to go through it, uh, a great place for him to be with the, the great doctors that they have uh, with the Saints and the support system that he has. And, of course, Derek Carr is there with them as well. And you know uh, that Derek's going to give him uh, every kind of positive vibe that you, po- that you could possibly get because that's how he rolls. Uh, and, and it's great that, that Derek is there to, to lend some support as well. Yeah, they got, what, Carr, they got Edwards, they have, uh, now they have uh, Foster Morrow, they have, uh, what, Jonathan Abrams there too, right? Jonathan's there, absolutely. Yeah, yeah exactly. they got the New Orleans Raiders. <laughs> I got, yeah, the New I got a text from Jonathan, and it was, who dat, baby? So he's, he's, uh, he's filling his oats there uh, in New Orleans. And, we, and you know what, knowing these guys, um, and I know they're on another team and all that kind of stuff, but you get to know guys, uh, and you wish the best for them, for yep. sure. No, there's no doubt, and it's good to know that Jonathan Abram has a good relationship with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> he's, you know what? He's, uh, he's one of those guys you kind of had to get to know, uh, but, but beneath it all, um, that's a pretty good dude right there. Yeah, I think so. I think so. He's different, but he's definitely uh, – he seems <laughs> he like, he seems he like he's a good too. dude. <laughs> he knows that too. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt. Well, Vinny, great stuff as always, man. It's good to catch up with you. What do you got working on that uh, we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, trying to stay on top of this whole schedule thing and uh, putting together, by the way, a, a story on Tyree Wilson when we get a chance to nice. talk. Uh, got a chance to talk to his high school coach, and there's some funny stories about uh, just what a man he was amongst boys by the time he got to his senior year at that high school. So, uh, so that's going to be coming out here in a couple of days. Nice. We'll definitely be on the lookout for that, man. You put in great work. We definitely appreciate you this afternoon. All right, take care, guys. All right, there he goes, Vinny Bonsignor. Great stuff, man. Appreciate him as always. And, yeah, I heard him telling a few stories earlier today about uh, Tyree Wilson's high school coach, and I just thought it was pretty funny. He was saying that this morning on the morning tailgate. So look out for that article that will be coming out by way of Vinny Bonsignor on the RJ. 2.49 is the time. We'll take a quick break, come back, close out hour number one. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Wow. That's all I got to say is, wow. Shout out to Ari. Wow. I don't know how Ari or Damon pulled this rabbit out the hat. We were literally talking about this song in the hallway. What was it, Damon? about 10 minutes before the show started? Maybe even less. Maybe less than that. Anyone who doesn't know, that was, uh, what, JT Money and Soleil right there? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? I was literally just singing that in the hallway, walking down. I don't know how we got in a conversation about genuine. Oh, I do know, because he fell at, uh, at, at the Lovers and Friends thing. He fell off stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should know that at that age, man, you can't be jumping off stage. And so we started talking about Genuine, and I said, hey, you, you remember his baby mama? And I couldn't remember her name, but I knew that she had a really good hit, one hit, and that was Soleil. And so anyway, we came up with the, the, the song, and I remember I was in the hallway, who that, who that, who that, who that, who that, who that, who, who that, who that, who that, who that, trying to get with my crew, whatever, you know? I saw him jamming, and Lucy is at the uh, front desk, and she was looking at me like, this dude's got problems. And then all of a sudden, you guys pull the rabbit out the hat right there with the sounder. That was fantastic. That was great work right there. Now, I guarantee anyone who's about, I don't know, I'd say about 45, 46 to around 43 listening right now is going to have that song stuck in their head the rest of the day. I promise you. Because when JT Money hit, JT Money hit, man. We all thought JT Money was going to be the dude. Like, no disrespect to JT the Brick, but the JT that we all really, really were all about was JT Money back in the day. (laughs) And I respect the hell out of JT. I've been listening to him for years. But, man, when JT Money hit, that was something. It was like, okay, that's going to be the next dude. 
Well, he wasn't the next dude for very long, so there's that. So shout out to anyone who remembers JT Money and Sole, spelled Sole, S-O-L-E, but, you know, we got to put that little that little, that little thing thing at the end, Sole. <laughs> so let's go out to the phone lines. We got Jason Horowitz. We'll ask him about Sole and JT Money coming up at the top of the hour, but let's go ahead and talk to our good guy, Raider Mac. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, Q? <laughs> JT, JT Money, that going, you going way back. <laughs> <laughs> who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who? And uh, uh, run the yard. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Q, Demont. Hey, look. He, he, the game I'm looking forward to is the Bears because I'm gonna be in Chicago for that game. Okay. I like road games because you know it, it, it just seemed like the Raiders play better on the road. Uh, that just that just my thing. I know they didn't win too many on the road last year, but you, the previous years they they won more road games but here here's my thing here's my thing with the schedule i don't even care about the schedule i care about i care about how we come out the gate we cannot try to catch up and that's what's been happening with us every year we we got all these bats we lose by one or two points the first two or three games and it kind of snowfall it's hard to try to catch back up so the games that you win in the early in the in the in the early uh, time of the season is the games that at the end of the season you ain't got to be worrying about looking at scoreboards like we did the last three years. And this is what I said said to you last year. We got to come out and win the game. It doesn't matter where the game's at. It's just what what um, what we do with the games. We got to win those. Also, Q, uh, on the schedule. And, and, you know, I know a lot of Raiders fans saying, oh, the NFL dogs us out and do all that stuff. I mean, here's the thing. Why is the Raiders and you, you and Q, you and Demarme or whoever knows the scheduling? But why, why would we? Wouldn't the uh, Allegiant Stadium? Wouldn't that be our stadium first? Why are <laughs> right. we going concerts and all that? We had that same problem. Uh, we uh, we had that same problem in Oakland with the AIDS. We we had to. There was games that we should have been at home, and they scheduled it because we couldn't away because. We couldn't get the stadium, I, and I, I'll let you go on that. Why is the stadium? I thought the, the Raiders had the first bid regarding concerts and all the rest of the stuff. That kind of hurts us to me, and and I'll go with that. Thank you, guys. Hey, great call, my man. And, yeah, no, you're right about that. And, and that is the Raiders Stadium, Allegiant Stadium. Of course, they do have the first bids, but then, you know, you start seeing concert venues. They start putting together shows, and, and that's how it happens, right? And at the end of the day, no matter who you are, they're not going to turn down money. Right, like I know Beyonce is on her way here. I, I don't know, Demond, if you've been seeing on Twitter all the all the videos and stuff that's out. Beyonce got her tour started last night, and uh, the wife's already got a pair of tickets. The wife is so excited about Beyonce coming to town. She bought four tickets. I said, "Who the hell? We ain't got four. <laughs> we ain't got four people in the family. Who you got tickets for?" August twenty sixth and twenty seventh. That's what I'm saying. She's like, "I gotta get four. I was like, "Wait a minute." We ain't even got four living in this house. Might just see somebody on the street. You like Beyonce? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. But, yeah, I mean, there's just – that's what it is, man. I mean, uh, the stadium is going to be one of those spots. And and I would hate that, you know, a concert or something would push back. Like Vinny was saying, potentially the, the Raiders' bye week to a little bit later. I would hate for that to happen. Or, or them have to, you know, go on the road for multiple games in a row instead of being at home because of uh, the scheduling. But, again, that's the scheduling. That's how it is. And, of course, the, the, the NFL schedule comes out after – all these other things are planned, so uh, it's really nothing you could do about that. One quick text from Sir Whiskey Ray Q. 
I'm already ahead of you on that, man. I got that beat stuck in my head. That was the jam back in the day. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray talking about who that, who that, who that, who that, who that, who that, who, who that, who that, who that, trying to get with my crew. JT Muddy coming up next. We got our guy, Jason Horowitz. We'll see what he knows about JT Muddy. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.